Welcome to YPN's Breakfast Podcast. Please enjoy while Danny Lewis, Nick Nastos, and Jill Silverstein, moderated by Jordan Pyle, share advice on building your team. And now I would like to introduce my YPN Vice Chair and our moderator today, Jordan Pyle. Jordan is the founder of Pyle Residential, a full-service real estate team with Keller Williams Chicago Lincoln Park. Over the last five years, his business has grown thanks to the continuous innovation, hard work, and grit. He's also active in Keller Williams YPN and dedicates his time to supporting the Alzheimer's Association. Everyone, one more round of applause for Jordan Pyle. All right, everyone, how are we feeling today? Good. Sun is shining. I don't really know what day it is either, but um, we're here today and appreciate all you guys coming out to you know, learn a little bit more about how to take your business and your personal life to the next level. So uh, before we get into it, uh, as Grace mentioned, my name is Jordan Pyle, and I'm just happy to join you as today's team building moderator. Uh, this topic is actually something that is uh, my re most recent fascination as I, at the start of 2019, started building my own team. Um, so I know I'm going to learn a lot from these guys, and they've obviously built very successful businesses. So definitely take a lot of notes and uh, make sure you walk out of here with some golden nuggets. So before we jump in and before I uh, bring up our uh, panelists here, I have to read the antitrust statement. I have it on my phone here, so give me a second. So please be aware of the fact that those present today in the real estate brokerage are in the real estate brokerage business and many individuals are located in the same market areas. As a result, antitrust laws require that there be no discussion at this meeting concerning certain competitive business practices, such as the amount of fees, commissions, splits, salesperson compensation, or the boycotting of other real estate firms. The chair or assigned uh, the chair or assigned staff person will stop the discussion and or the meeting should the conversation move into these areas of potential antitrust violation. So with that, let's meet our fantastic panelists. So first up, we have Jill Silverstein. So Jill Silverstein is the leader and founder of Jill Silverstein Group out of Compass Real Estate. Um, she's originally from, from Detroit and her passion drives her real estate business and her team of four. Uh, she lives and works in the Gold Coast, um, and recently, if you follow her on social media, you'll see she's renovating her own condo, which is super exciting. Uh, but she graduated with a degree in broadcast journalism, and she takes great pride in helping people. Uh, and personally, I'll say I've watched Jill um, really just level up her business year after year, and she is a force to be reckoned with. So please join me in welcoming Jill to the stage. Jill. All right, next up we have Danny Lewis. Uh, Danny is the leader of the, uh, the Lewis Real Estate Group with Dreamtown Realty. He's a Chicago native with a strong background in the customer service, sales, public re relations, and marketing industries. He specializes in the home buying and selling there we go, process as well as in investments, leasing, income producing properties, and commercial. His organization, attention to detail, and ability to fully understand his client's needs set him apart in the industry. And my personal note on Danny is, when I first started this business, he asked me why I didn't have an assistant. And so that was kind of the trigger. Now, four years later, I'm actually taking him up on that and starting to build my own team. So please join me in welcoming Danny to the stage. All 
right, last but not least, we have Nick Nastos, AKA the Vince Carter of the Chicago YPN, as proclaimed by Tommy Choi, our, our, our car president. And that's because Nick has been someone that's contributed back to our, our network here year after year. And I think he holds the title for the longest, there you are, for the longest time on the YPN board. So thank you so much for your contribution. Uh, but before we go there, I have to read his bio, wherever it is. So Nick Nastos is a former loan officer who leads Chicago's property shop of Fulton Grace Realty with his partner John Floros. Their team serves first-time homebuyers, sellers, investors, and luxury high-end renters from the West Loop, River North, Lakeview, to the South Loop, and more. He prides himself on his ability to incorporate market know-how and technology while listening to his clients' needs. Please join me in welcoming Nick. <laughs> All right, you guys excited to hear from these guys? All right, let's do it. So we want to start here by obviously. I got you. I got you. These papers are all over the place here. So we want to start here by you know today they have their own teams, right? But I find that most people in this room, um, any of you guys in sales here, you've probably started out as a solo agent or a solo sales practitioner or you joined a team when you first started the business. So what we want to know is, what was that turning point when, when you guys initially kind of made that turn to say, okay, now I want to start growing my business and attracting more people onto my team? And then tell us a little bit about what your current team structure looks like. I'll go first, because I have a mic. Hey guys, how's everyone doing today? Um, I'm a standard and a walker, so. I hate being confined to spaces. Don't be freaked out if I walk around. Um, I would say that um, the first time I knew I needed to have a team and an assistant in general was when I had more than two listings and I got more than two showing requests on those listings. It's really important in general to my sellers and, and to my clients as well to be there for everything. Buyers, sellers, doesn't matter. Um, and I really realize how important it is also to have team members show listings, be there, answer questions, see what the agents say about things in general, and then report that back to the sellers too. And I realized again that by myself I couldn't do it. It just wasn't possible. Um, so I took out an ad in Craigslist, uh, and believe it or not, Craigslist actually works pretty well. And I uh, got two junior agents. This was like 2013, I want to say, is when it started. And um, ever since then, um, you know, I've been watching my team members grow. They're being recruited. Um, you know, they're starting teams of their own, which is what I was going for in the first place. But in general, the second that you can't take care of 100% of your clients' needs, there is no question that you need a team. And um, that's what we're going to talk about here today. And I'm, again, I'm sorry for standing. I'm just a walker. All good. Jill, what about you? Okay, great. Um, so I. I followed Barbara Corcoran's advice and she said to expand before you're ready. Um, when I started to contemplate the idea of getting some help, um, I was nervous. I was like, how am I going to fill somebody's schedule with 40 hours a week of work? And I love football, so I, I was like, well, if I'm not busy, I can have them look up lion stuff and do all this stuff. You know, I'm trying to figure out what is this person going to do for 40 hours. And um, that was in, let's see, that was two years ago. And 
I, I think it was like six months after I hired um, Stacy, who's here, um, I, I can't breathe without her. So, um, so the team structure right now is Nia's president, Stacy's our operations manager. She's also the brand ambassador. She's also everything. Um, and then we have, um, okay, so I guess Brian was first. We've got two agents that are full functioning agents. They, they run their own businesses. Um, and then we have Alan, who is our, um, he does a lot for, for my business. So it's, it's the five of us. Um, and so, so yeah, so Stacy and I work very closely together. And I think it was, it was one day I was driving and texting while driving, trying to figure out how to get keys to some place. And I'm like, I'm gonna kill myself. So I think it's time to get somebody who's a little bit organized that could help um, take care of everything that I didn't have to directly be involved with. So that's how it started. There we go. All right, well, first things first, thanks to YPN board car and everything for the invite. I got the invite and I saw these two uh, on the invite list and I was like, what am I doing up here? There's no way I used to walk around River North, I see Silverstein stole the billboard. Now I'm driving down 90, I see Urlach, or Ryan Sandberg, and then out Danny Lewis, you know, kind of a big deal. So I'm like, what am I doing up here? I don't belong here, but um, anyways. But anyway, so for me, so thank you for that. It was pretty cool. When I first started, this back room was just the YPN, like breakfast was 12 people. We'd sit here and it was it was now it's like a hundred people or whatever it is. So it's pretty cool to watch it grow and watch like the new the new blood uh, do some cool things. So that's cool. Um, all right. So for me, first hire were, it was not really a hire, but it was technically my parents. So I started my brokerage in 2009, uh, just posting ads on Craigslist, just based off of just like luxury rentals. So for me to keep the bandwidth going and keep the client servicing going, keep the ads going up on Craigslist. Bought my mom a laptop, I watched the Food Network, boop, post ads, my dad's downstairs on the desktop, posting ads, and off I go. So that's kind of what I was doing. But then as it evolved, then kind of what these guys were saying, right? So I have a website that produces a ton of leads, it's kind of same concept. So basically like a dispatcher, that was my admin. So uh, I hired somebody to, to, to take the leads, call them, service them, and then obviously dispatch them out to the proper agent so we can go out on showing and stuff like that. So that was kind of the, the, my first hire that I needed to take off on my plate. Okay, and what does your uh, team look like today? Team today, we got Alexandra, who's uh, the assistant there. She does the same stuff. It's evolved, right? So same thing, same concept. The leads, phone calling, email, texting right away. Get them out there. Get them on the phone. Pass them to the agents on the team. And then now kind of going in, adding a little more transaction coordination to it. She's kind of a hybrid right now. And then once that... Um, once that role kind of to the point where they're not looking at, sorry, bear stuff, not lion stuff, um, then uh, then we'll hire somebody else just to focus on the one thing that maybe she can oversee and manage, right? So that's kind of how that's, that's my goal, at least for the future. Okay, and before we go to the next question, Danny, just give us a little snapshot of what your team looks like, because I know we missed that part. Yeah, um, so we can, I think there's about eight of us at Dreamtown um, all together. Um, and uh, I have my assistant, Maria, who's amazing, and then uh, these seven brokers who are also uh, at Dreamtown. Two of them are here today, Eric and Laura, you guys can wave. Uh, I got thought free breakfast would bring the rest of them here, but I guess not. Um, but I'm glad you guys are here. Thanks for coming. Awesome. Uh, maybe pass it to Jill. Let's. Um, so now that we've decided, you know, it's time to go and hire and bring other people into your business and into your vision, right? Um, so where did you guys go about finding these individuals? And with that being said, is it different for finding agents than it is for finding administrative roles? Sure. So I'm all about the organic growth, and I want 
I want it to always feel right. I never like to bring people on just to have more bodies in the room. I want everybody that is involved in, in our brand to really want to be there and be the best fit. So it's been a little challenging because I've got this, this idea in my head of what I, I want this to, to look like, but it has to be right, and I've had to um, exercise some patience to make sure that we're doing it the right way versus just bringing on everybody that um, reached out to me in terms of wanting to, to be on the, the team, which is amazing and flattering, but it, again, it has to be the right fit. Um, what was the question, <laughs> I was asking just, where do you find these people? Oh, yeah, yeah. And is it different for agents than it is for yeah. administrators? Um, okay, so so with Stacy, it was online um, on Indeed, and I had interviewed a ton of people and did phone interviews with a ton of people, um, and it was a it was a gut reaction with her. Um, I just I loved her personality, and I think that there's you know the the process is the the um, the platform the the vibe I mean or not the vibe everything can be taught but the personality the persona her value her values her um, everything that uh, she was as a person was something that was a standout for me and I knew that we would collaborate and be great partners so she came from Indeed. Um, and then Brian um, reached out to me. He actually went to Michigan State with me. Go green. No one. In, no one. In, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and and he said, you know, I'm, I'm looking to start in the business. This is what I want to do. And um, his work ethic, his energy, um, his vibe was was aligned with where we were at and what we're trying to accomplish. So he got on board. And then. Nicole actually um, came from somebody else that said you got to talk to this to this woman. Um, she's you know she's hungry, she's ready, she just needs some direction, she needs some coaching, and um, she was actually with Dreamtown and she came on board. And then Alan's kind of an interesting story because um, one of the, the biggest themes in my life is to treat every single person the same especially as it relates to business because you just never know who is connected to who so whether it's the person at the nail salon or the mailman or you know the guy wearing the power suit walking down the street everybody gets the same level of respect and that correlates to Alan because so Stacy um, our operations manager she when she first moved to Chicago she had this guy Alan rent her an apartment and when her lease came up again, she didn't think to call her boss to help her with the rental, but she went back to the, this guy, Alan, because he was so fantastic. So, you know, for her first rental, Alan had treated her like a million dollar uh, buyer. So she, he was amazing, and I could see his work ethic. You know, everyone talks a big game in front of you, and then it's different when they actually come to play, but Alan was, was fantastic. So I said, that's the kind of guy that I want on my team. Um, and then, you know, in terms of, of Recruitment. I'm constantly at every single showing, at every single, every time I'm out, I'm always looking for people who I think would be um, an asset to our brand, and it's uh, it's challenging because you know it's we're like a family and we keep it really tight. So I, I really want to only bring on people that are um, in line with that. Great. No, thank you very much, uh, Damien. What about you, man? Uh, so, and I don't mean to sound cocky, and I hope this doesn't come off as arrogant. 
but it's a great way to start. So, so it's so tap, We're not doing the walking thing, I guess. Um, but at this point, they should be coming to find us at this point. And I think the reason that a lot of my team members have found me in the first place is because they know how my business works. I have a very, very different type of team than you will see in real estate, okay? We're 100% individual brokers, independent brokers, who basically work together to make money, but more importantly, to make our clients happy. Um, and every deal that my agents do, my team members do, are under their own MLS IDs. Every listing that my MLS, that my, excuse me, that my agents have are under their own MLS ID. I take no credit for any deal that I have no part of. And I think that that's something that um, drew a lot of these agents to me because in my opinion, you know, my goal is not to have these guys on my team for the rest of their lives. My goal is to have them eventually have their own teams, build their own brand, and then eventually you know, pass on what I taught them in the first place. I want them to have a resume. I want them to be able to show, hey, this is how much sales I did. Hey, this is how much I sold in general. Um, you know, it's not an ego thing. I don't need the numbers. Um, I just want them to have a future. And, and I think that is what is drawing the amount of people to the team in the first place. Um, because it's really different. It's not like anything else. It's like um, AA for agents in a sense. Like we sit around, we talk about our problems, we help each other out. I am available to them 24-7 for mentorship as well. Um, but overall, they're their own brokers. And at the end of the day, they run their own businesses. And I think that they respect that. That's great. And uh, Nick, we're kind of going to ask the same question, but we're going to modify it a little bit. Because uh, Danny started talking about what the value is um, for these people that are coming onto the team. And I find that a lot of people, either they're missing some type of accountability, or they just don't have somebody um, or other people to kind of focus on a central mission or a goal yeah. together. Because I think we can all accomplish so much more as a unit versus solo. Uh, so with that being said, you know, how important, talk a little bit about culture to us. Like, how do you hold your team accountable? How is everyone there for each other? And how do so, you that, I mean, that's the whole point of the team, right? To, to, to help each other out. So we do team meetings, right? Everybody's kind of involved and kind of knows what's going on with each other's deals. I, I, um, I'm not saying, you know, there's some teams that have like listing agents and just buyer agents. We're kind of a, we're all doing our own thing, but we're amongst the team. So we're all helping each other out, covering open houses, doing whatever we can to like make sure we see the whole process through with each other's deals. If John can't make it or Oksana can make it or something of, of our own. So um, as far as that team culture with that, that helps, right? The, the, the continuity, the keeping everybody together, um, you know, team outing, stuff like that kind of keeps the culture kind of going, people and, uh, you know, stuff like that. But what else? What was the other part of the question? Oh, yeah. Um, accountability. Accountability. So we use the system follow-up boss. So we're, we're, we're very online lead. These guys are probably more a little, I'm assuming, um, uh, referral-based type stuff. I have a very uh, uh, website, right? So that website syncs up with follow-up boss. That system basically shows what the agent is doing and the follow-ups on those leads. So Alexandra would take a look at those and kind of see like what they're doing, make sure they're following the proper system that the team, you know, ultimately put in place. So that's kind of the accountability piece for us. Okay, great. And um, I would love to hear from Jill on that same question because um, I know Jill, you you are very heavily referral-based, right? So. Yeah. Um, you mentioned something before this about the fact that you're you're kind of you're at work with your people and you're also out of work with your people. You guys are more of a family, right? So what do you guys do in order to kind of um, you know preserve that culture and make sure that everyone feels like there's somewhere that they never have to really leave? For sure. So um, it's definitely different than what you were expressing um, in in terms of everybody kind of feels like they're part of this this movement and they are part of this vision and this brand and and understand where I want to go and they are. 
Um, it's become our, not my, so that's, that's great. Um, we have a team meeting every other Wednesday at 10 a.m. It is non-negotiable. Um, I, you know, we've got people on the team that are getting married, having kids. Everyone's got busy. I'm like, look, if I can, if I can make this happen at 10 a.m. every single other Wednesday, so can you. Things come <coughs> up, but that's so important that everybody is there t for me because I like to have that twice a month check-in, and I'm, that's really the only requirement. Like, I, I just don't think that's a lot to ask. Um, and I know other teams, they have meetings and things get pushed, and then the team leader's like, oh, let's do it two hours later or a different day, and it's it's non-negotiable, so that's number one. Um, number two, we have, um, I love to have fun. That's kind of the mantra of my entire life. Um, so I, I like to trickle that to my, to my people as well. So um, we do a team, um, what is it, once a month, Stace? Yeah, we do like a um, something team-related where we're just out enjoying, having fun, a, a nice dinner, a drinks, a game, whatever it is. Um, which it, it, I like to say is non-negotiable, but it's hard to force people to drink, so. Um, and then, um, okay, so we do that, and then, yeah, so during our team meetings, um, it's very structured. Stacy, um, we put together a agenda, and everybody understands that they have a, an opportunity to share. Um, we go over, you know, numbers, or we're salespeople. Um, this is, numbers are everything, so we discuss what our goals are. They're constantly in everybody's faces. I make everybody, you know, um, take their goals to the mirror and try to exploit it as much as possible in terms of what is everybody doing today, this week, this month, this year to accomplish that. Um, and then we do different contests. So, you know, um, and I try to make it, you know, it's not always like who has the, the most sales because that's not that's not everyone's gig, right? The volume isn't everyone's gig. Some people just want to have, you know, consistent um, business or, cons you know, activity, whatever, because activity obviously directly correlates. So um, we'll do different competitions, like who can secure the most coffee meetings or um, phone calls or whatever it might be. So we do different contests and that's rewarded. Um, so Brian, like for example, Brian won recently and I took him out to, um, maple and ash and um, probably shouldn't have let him choose the restaurant but um, anyway um, and so so it's rewarded and then and then accountability so you know if I say we I want everyone to bring X next week I make sure that everybody does that because when you're a team leader and you're saying something and then you don't follow through that doesn't really show um, it doesn't show how to, to have a good follow-up. So, um, and then, and then yeah, we, we go around every single team meeting and we do kind of a roses and thorns and talk about um, a great thing that happened that week, something that's negative, you know, bring, whether it, I mean, it could literally be anything. It doesn't have to relate to business, but we talk about what's good in our lives, what's challenging in our lives and try to help each other. Um, and then, you know, I try to really be um, accessible on an individual basis to everybody. So if, you know, in, in blocking out time, and I think part of it is treating the people that work for you, with you, under you, whatever it might be, um, like their clients, right? So if your client calls, you're gonna call right back. And so I treat my team the same way. If they want a meeting, I make sure it's a priority. and. Um, consistently check in. So if they're working on something, I'm, I'm all over it to make sure that they know that I'm, I'm here with them to provide that mentorship from A to Z.
Great, thank you. Lots of good tips there for sure. Uh, Danny, let's keep it with you actually. Um, so you touched on the idea of, you know, for anyone in this room that is maybe getting ready to make that first hire or they're starting to think that they may want to build their own team. Um, when you start building your own team, you don't just get a group of people together and then say, let's all go do this. So you become a mentor, right? And you become responsible for these other people's lives and their well-being and their families. So talk to us a little bit about kind of that mentor-mentee relationship and how ultimately that leads to growth of your, of your company and your business. Sure. Um, well, I would say that it all started in 2011 when I got into real estate. And um, I don't know if you guys know Sandish Bilging. He's a good friend of mine. But um, when I was a brand new agent, I had zero sales. I was probably two weeks into the business. He took me under his wing. And at that time, he moved from Century 21 to just any company. He was getting recruited all around. So I'm this brand new agent going around, just sitting in these meetings with this guy, watching him getting recruited and seeing what he's getting offered and, and you know, hearing all these, these things I've never heard before as a brand new agent, and it just changed everything. There's no question. And he mentored me from day one. Um, if I had a question at you know, Friday at 11 o'clock, I could text him and I could get an answer like that. Um, you know, if there was something I didn't understand, and plus he's you know big in compliance too as well, um, I could call him and then he'd give me an answer. You know, as soon as I called him. So you know, my whole thing is you know if you go to Starbucks and the person in front of you pays for your coffee, you know you're not going to go just take the coffee and leave. You're going to pay for the person behind you, right? Um, but my thing is I'm paying for like eight people, so it's a little more expensive. But that being said, it's worth it. I mean, to get these calls, to to be able to help out with any of their individual businesses and anything that they got going on, um, it helps me too. I mean, as you guys know, there's nothing that you can get taught in a real estate class. I mean, everything that happens, happens through experience. It happens from being out there. And everything that happens, happens differently. So to have someone that you can be able to rely on to get answers to questions about at any point is a really big value. Great, I love it. Nick, you got something on that? I think so, I think so, I got something. Um, get ready for cheesy YPN moments. So I started my brokerage back in 09, was by myself, so I came to these events. Uh, just was on the board and I leaned on, I see Nico Apostle back there, he's a YPN retiree, as well as me. Uh, Dave Nasso, all those guys, like that's who I leaned on, because I didn't know anything, I didn't do my first deal, I was just doing rentals, so I leaned on Nico, Aaron Mandel, uh, who else, Larry was on there, uh, a bunch of people, so that was my, my like mentorship. Um, moving forward, but then as the team grew, it was basically me, right? So, and then a couple other people. So I was able to kind of be responsive, like Sandesh was doing, to respond to all your calls and do all that stuff. Then as it grew, then John took on a bigger role, and now we have two people here that we can help and kind of mentor and kind of answer any questions. That some of the newer agents that we've hired over the time, um, uh, we can help out, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Now, if you guys don't mind, I'll add a little bit to that. And with me recognizing this shift from going from solo, you know, agent to building a team. You know, like I said before, you start to feel that responsibility of other people, right? So what I've noticed, and if any of you guys need a little boost, um, you know, align yourself with accountability partners, align yourself with people, start building the team, because ultimately it's going to hold you accountable for yourself. So you can no longer just come into the office at 10 a.m. and, you know, randomly do different things. You have to be very structured because, as Jill mentioned, you're setting the example, right? So. For me, it's been a blessing um, to be able to bring Aaron and Grace, who are actually sitting over here in the corner, onto Power Residential. Um, so if you have nerves about bringing on a team, just know that there are positives. It's not all just, oh my god, now there's this extra workload. So 
let's finish this out. We got a few more minutes here, and I just want to leave everyone with um, a takeaway or your best words of advice for someone that's uh, thinking about making their first hire or they're in the process of kind of starting to grow their team. All right, first hire. Um, what's the phrase? Hire slowly, fire quickly. I learned that over over time, um, but even more recent, right? So I just hired Alexandra recently, and back the previous admins. I was looking for somebody with real estate experience. That's not always the best. They already have the bad habits. They already know the industry pretty well. Looking for someone that can stand on their own two feet, that can just go out there and be a go-getter versus sitting there when they're done with what they're told to do and just sitting there and just then waiting until you tell them to do the next thing. You need somebody with that. You can't teach that. You can teach somebody the MLS. You can teach somebody contracts. You can do all that. So I think that's that's my main thing, that my eye-opening thing this year for me was. So. Okay. Standing. Um, I would say before you start a team, be on a team. Um, find someone at your brokerage <laughs> who you look up to, someone whose business you want to emulate, and ask if you could be on their team. There's no question that I could not have run a team if I wasn't on one in the first place, and I was from day one. Um, I saw how the team structure worked. I saw the type of questions they were asking the team leader. Um, I saw what the team leader was having the uh, team members do. Um, so before anything, before you think about starting a team, join a team. Um, I have a couple notes. Um, okay, I guess, yeah, I guess I would say it's important to really define um, what you're doing that is not making you money and try and figure out how to fill the gaps, both in that regard, but also um, figuring out what you're not good at. Like I think one of the best qualities I have is that I'm extremely aware of my strengths and my weaknesses and understanding um, that about yourself I think is the starting point and being able to bring people on that are going to do what you're not great at um, and really allow you um, you know to understand that time is money so if you're spending your time doing things even if it's you know even if it's showings if you're showing you know a, a property that it doesn't require somebody to, to necessarily or for you to be there and you could be sitting out at um, you know a Gibson's clearly I live in the Gold Coast um, talking to somebody and having a, a lunch that's going to really benefit you in a bigger picture versus standing there at a showing that you don't necessarily be at or somebody could be doing it just as, just as good. So I think identifying really what do you need to be involved with and if, if, it, if whatever that doesn't look like, you need to pass that on. Um, and then, um, what else was I gonna say? Um, yeah, I guess, I guess people don't leave bad jobs, they leave bad bosses um, is something I think is, is very relevant. So. Um, being able to be a good boss, I think it's it's very hard, and you have to really um, take the time to figure that piece out. Um, when when Stacy came on, it, it was interesting because now every day I was having a, communi a communicate we were communicating in the morning about what the day looked like, and it brought a ton of structure into my crazy world. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's just important to. Um, when you're hiring, you want to bring people on that believe in your brand. That's so important because these are going to be people that are representing you. So if it's a communication over email, or even if it's Stacy's texting a client, or if Alan's showing a property, they are an extension of you and your brand. So you have to be very careful with who is in place because 
one bad email, as we know, can, can really ruin a reputation. So it's important to, to understand that the people that are on your team, that they share your values and in, in your, in your vision. Great. All awesome tips. And I'll just add one little unique tip that I heard from somebody. So think about it as if, okay, figure out how much money you want to make and then divide that by 2,000. And whatever that is, that's basically telling you what your dollar per hour rate is or what you're worth, right? So if you're doing things that are below that amount, maybe there's somebody that can do that better than you. And maybe that should be an opportunity for you to free up your time so that you're going out there and focusing more on those dollar producing activities. So with that being said, let's open it up. We got a few questions here from the audience and then we'll get you guys out of here and we can go sell some real estate. Anyone? Yes. Oh, yes. No one has questions. Uh -huh. Uh, so unfortunately, due to antitrust, we cannot go in that angle. First question. Thank you. First question. Antitrust. Anybody question. else? Gerald, <laughs> if you want to do another one with me, yeah. do one more if you want. I'm sorry. You can do one from our list too. Oh, one more here. Um, okay. So, no one has a question. Someone's gonna have a question. There we go. Okay. Great. 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 I have a question. So, when you're looking for agents and they're really hungry, I think realtors by nature are very so Grace's question was, um, you find that people are very hungry, you know, anyone that's coming into this business, um, do they struggle being underneath someone else's team and not getting that recognition? Does anyone have an answer? Uh, well, I think, I mean, they joined the team for a reason, right? So I guess they just kind of know that expectation off the bat. I mean, obviously over time, like Danny was saying, that that could happen, right? You, eventually he wants to grow his team so then they can start their own team. So I think, oh, I mean, just off the bat, that just they know that's, that's the case. So I think they, they're okay with it at, at, for now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they're coming in guns blazing, thinking they're going to run stuff from day one, it's going to be a, you know, a hard shot for them. So yeah, I mean, if you join a team, you obviously have to realize that you're going to be taking a backseat for a little well, but when you're in that back seat, listen to what the driver's saying, and eventually you'll be behind the wheel. Wow, I just came up with that though. Yeah. <laughs> and you weren't standing. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sit down. Um, yeah, I, I guess I just say like, look, you're if you go on the MLS. Um, any agent, to any agent, you're gonna have zero. You're gonna look like you're doing nothing. And if you can get past that hump, the advantages are going to strongly outweigh your zero number. So. I do have everybody under my number, um, but you know we're we're in the top one percent of Chicago realtors, and whatever your number is, you know if it's top ten percent or top whatever, that is so important for for somebody who's new to be able to sit in front of a potential client and say, look, my team is in the top whatever percent. My team produces X. My team has that listing and this listing and is exposed in this neighborhood and da 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 da. Um, and my team has a billboard. That's it, right. Um, and so I think that's that's important. You have to realize that that a lot of people out there don't care about being the front man. They just want to provide for themselves, provide for their families, have a great life, have a great career. And if they can have a true mentor that has the exposure, the network, the coaching ability, the accountability, being on top agent network, being able to be at events, throwing events, you know, everything that you do for yourself you can really have the people under you um, 
benefit from it. And I think that, that to a lot of people is, is super positive. And just to have your own numbers, I mean, it takes people you know, years and years to build into something that um, you know, they, they may be proud of to share. So you know, to, to be able to say they've got whatever number I think is, is hugely important. And uh, also, it's also about um, the team. And I, I say this to my buyers, I say, I say look, if there's three offers on the table and there's Joe Schmo, there's Joe Schmo, and then there's my team, we're in, we're in good shape because people want to work with who they know has qualified buyers, is going to be enjoyable, and is going to get to the closing table. And so my agents can also use that and say, look, this is, this is our track record, and it, and it helps um, for them to, to win over buyers and to win over listings. So. I'm going to add to that actually because I just thought thought of something she was saying. So MLS changes, right? So as far as teams concerned, now there's a team ID. So for those agents, kind of like Grace is saying, that don't want to like recognize their numbers. So let's say for example, team did 20 million. Now you can show John under team ID one, two, three, four did five. Oksana did five. Liliani did five. Like that's that's like that's the thing. So they can still get recognition within the overall goal. So you can still be say, hey, you're on a team of 20 million, but. I did five of that 20 or whatnot. So I think that's now that could change a little bit that mentality for those agents, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And the last thing I'll add on that is that I think what all of us can do is really figure out what is our mission, vision, and values. Like, what are we setting out to build? And I think if you make that clear enough, you're going to find people that are naturally attracted to you and that they believe in the, the central mission of the team. And then, yeah, great if you can get people to a point where now they feel like they're ready to go off on their own, then you've done a good job as a leader. So. I think that's this is all great info. So maybe we have time for one more question. Go ahead. So I have two questions. Number yeah. one, what kind of collaboration software, if any, do you use, such as Monday.com or such as Slack or like that? And then the second question would be, for you to go on vacation, how do you work out your calendar? Do you actually have a calendar on there Wrong that says, for me. okay, I'm off on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and so this person is actually on call? So the question was, what types of like tools do you guys use in your business? For example, Monday or a Slack for communication? And then if one of you wants to go on vacation, how are you making sure that you're all supporting each other so that you can go and do that? Yeah, is there a regular calendar? Is there a calendar that you use? Gotcha. Um, well, we're on a Gmail account, so um, you know, there's a Google group for us. We just basically respond to each other um, over that. Um, I literally just got back from Spain and Ibiza 48 hours ago, so um, I could talk about the whole vacation thing. And yeah, I mean, if you have a well-run team, um, Eric, where you at? There's Eric. Eric's still got a bottle of Dom Perignon in his backseat from a closing from last week. But yeah, I mean, these guys know my schedule. They know my clients. My clients know them. Um, and we basically coordinate everything based on you know showings um, and uh, closings. So. Um, so we have a we have systems in place for it's not like a oh my god I'm so bad with technology. Um, it's there's systems for new buyer so there's a procedure like a step-by-step -step of what we do with a new buyer there's a step-by-step -step once it goes under contract and there's a in, in our, our new listing and then um step-by-step -step for closed business so even if you don't have an operations person or assistant um you can create that for yourself so you make sure that nothing gets missed and then in terms of travel i mean it's a hard it's a hard thing and, and i have heated debates with people because you know you have to you have to live your life right you have to be happy but um, if somebody's buying a house, they don't care that you're living your life. They want to know that you are still there and accessible. So I think it's, 
it's important to introduce who's going to be handling what when you're away. So you say, look, I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be available during this window or that window, but just communication. I think communication is everything, and so. Um, I suck at the vacation question because it's I get so much anxiety thinking about going on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, do you have maybe something that you guys use as actual like an, a tool? Because I know a lot of people like to see what's out there in terms of those like the tools you guys are using to be more efficient. For efficient, uh, for just the vacation question you're talking about? Or just no, more the front part of that question is how do you guys just communicate? Is it Slack? Do you use Monday? Do you? Use no, I mean, um, okay. So I travel and I when I go I go for a long time. People probably know that like six weeks. So uh, while I'm on the beach, we use Google Chat. So I would. Text Alexandra in the morning. Good morning. It's 5 p.m. on the beach in Greece. 9 a.m. here. I'm like, good morning. I'm welcome to the office. So like, um, so we use that a lot, right? To communicate. Uh, follow up boss again is a good app uh, that we use to to keep our clients in line and keep our follow ups in order. But there's also a communication portion in there where you can kind of like mention the person that you want to communicate to and add a note to. Follow up boss. Yeah. Um, uh, there's that. Fulton Grace uh, has this program called Workplace that's uh, kind of associated with Facebook. It's basically a Facebook for businesses or for the, the organization. So created our own group there and people can communicate about their listings or, or, or any other communication you can. So that's kind of the communication we use. Apparently we use Dropbox. <laughs> or no, what is it? Google Docs. Yeah, Google Drive. One of those two. I've learned that Google Drive can pretty much do anything you guys need to do. Yeah, for sure. And all the different tools within there. So. <laughs> Um, all right, that is all we got, unfortunately. Uh, we all got to get back out there today. So this concludes our, our Building Your Team program. Thank you to our panelists. Let's give them all a round of applause.